You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome back to another episode, or if you are new around here, Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. This is my podcast. And before we get into today's episode, I just have a few announcements. First is that I am currently working on a plant-based gut guide. This is something that I have wanted to do for a couple years now. I'm finally putting it together. So be sure to go to my website, therefinedhippie.com, sign up for my newsletter there on the front page, and you will be notified right when the gut guide comes out. Uh, it's probably going to be just a few more weeks now um, in the middle of you know figuring it all out, uh, planning it, and I'm probably going to have a few different versions, one more basic overview of healing the gut with plant-based nutrition and lifestyle, and then one that is more in-depth, maybe with some recipes, but haven't really figured all those things out. But again, be sure to sign up for my newsletter so you will know right when it's coming out. Uh, And then the second is not really an announcement, but it's just if you're enjoying the podcast, please like or subscribe or share, or all of those things. Uh, You can also leave a review, just a little quick review if you're feeling extra froggy today. This really, really helps with SEO and it helps other people find the podcast so they can listen to all the fun stuff that we're chatting about today, which we cover a lot of fun topics today. So I think you're really going to enjoy it. Uh, Today's episode is with my friend Tracy Wynn from Tracy Wynn Wellness. She and I connected via social media like a lot of my amazing guests on here and certainly the plus side of social media. But we get into so many different topics. Tracy has a similar story to a lot of us in that her passion for health, wellness, nutrition was sparked from her own healing journey and getting sick finding some alternative modalities that changed her life, changed her health, changed her body, and changed basically her whole view on what it meant to be healthy and all of the things that are actually causing us dis-ease. So we talk about her journey, um, leaving her stressful job, recognizing the impact that stress was having on her body, which was causing her dis-ease. We then get into herbalism, her journey into herbalism, the language of plants, the power of plants, and the role that the mind-body-spirit connection plays when it comes to healing the body and bringing on homeostasis. We also discuss the suppression of natural healing that's going on right now, why using whole plants works better in healing rather than synthesized man-made ones. And we also get into a few saucy, spicy topics. We talk about the C word, PCR test, biowarfare, current fears, mainstream media. And we also talk about some more lighthearted things, how we can gain more peace, some tips for that, 
how the morning time is sacred and then our addiction to technology and how we can try to break that. We get into one of my favorite topics, glyphosate and the impact that it has on our skin, allergy, gut problems, and just the overall major devastation that it is causing on our planet and our bodies. So without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely Tracy Wynn. Hi, Tracy. Hi, how are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. We were just chatting before how it's so fun with uh, Instagram. And then when I set up these podcast interviews, that I actually get to see the people that I've been like chatting with for months. (laughs) It's it's even different than watching a video of the person, you know, video lets you know people a little bit, but actually speaking, it makes it all come alive. Yeah. It's more interactive, obviously. Yeah. So uh, I'm just curious, I was reading kind of like your bio and it said you went to Clemson. Are you from South Carolina or you just went to Clemson? No, I actually grew up uh, north of Chicago. Oh, wow. And just for whatever reason, even when I was a little girl, like I knew I always wanted to get out of Dodge. So (laughs) I started looking in California and all these places and I was the first one in my family to go to college. So nobody had any clue like what we were doing. I was like the oldest cousin and everything. And um, Clemson was a random pick uh, (laughs) and was perfect because I've spent most of my adult life in South Carolina after that. Um, I started interning in uh, Charleston and Hilton Head as soon, I mean, right away. Like I was like, nope, not going home for summer. I'm going to move to the beach. And um, yeah. And then just stayed there until I moved to the Virgin Islands and now Florida. Oh, wow. You were in the Virgin Islands. So you yeah. just like tropics, warm weather, take me there, <laughs> yeah. which is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> that was my, uh, my like midlife crisis move, <laughs> but it was <laughs> How long were you in Charleston? Cause I lived, I actually just moved from Charleston. I was there for 16 years and oh, no just way. left. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my like gosh. I've, where are you I, now? I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, awesome. Yeah. My husband went to school in Wilmington. Oh, cool. At yeah. UNCW or what? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Small world. Yeah. So I was in Charleston for about six years, six and yeah. a half years. And I was in Hilton Head for nine before uh-huh. that. So kind of wild. Back and, and my husband yeah. is from, my husband is from Hilton Head. So <laughs> lots oh, of connections there. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah. His family, his parents and his sister are in Hilton Head still. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Such yeah. a small world. I know. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, went to Clemson and um, it was a great experience, really awesome. And, you know, I was very much like, I don't know, all I cared about really was playing volleyball and like having fun. And I had no clue what I wanted to be when I grew up, you know? Yeah. Um, so very glad that I have a marketing background and that I went to school for that. But everything, my professional journey and just my interests kind of just kept going and going, you know, as I got older and just evolved and careers changed and things like that and really led me to where I am today, Yeah, which is still figuring it out and putting it all together, know. you know, when you have so many passions, it's like I... grappling for them to, to come together. But, um, it's a cool, it's a cool journey. Yeah. 
I feel exactly that way. (laughs) I can tell tell from looking at your page too. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I mean, I don't, and it gets with you with a marketing background. And then, you know, you hear all these like business coaches saying you have to like narrow it down to one thing. And I'm like, but I like all of these things. And I feel like all, all of these can merge and all, and everybody needs to know about all this stuff. (laughs) Totally. Totally. That's my husband and I kind of go, he's a business coach and we kind of go back and forth on the whole concept of niching down so tightly. And it does make sense from a marketing, marketing standpoint, but like if you are truly passionate about healing and you have a a broad range of knowledge and, and ways in which to help people, it's hard to niche mm-hmm. down because it's like automatically cutting certain people out. Yeah. And I mean, as you know, I mean, healing is multifaceted, you know, it's not just Absolutely. like eat this thing and you'll be fine. Like there's yeah. a lot more to it. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So, so you, so you got into holistic health from your own journey. Like, did you have a, a, I mean, cause that's how I feel like a lot of people get into uh, becoming health coaches or getting interested in nutrition and lifestyle and stuff because they have their own traumatic healing experience, you know, uh, did you, is that kind of your story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I was in my early twenties in Hilton head, um, I, I had played, I played competitive beach volleyball up until like four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but through that severely, severely dehydrated my body, you know, playing that much and everything, but I just had major, major digestion problems. And, um, and I was a runner, you know, just constantly on the go, just a crazy person. And I developed like this structural deficiency in down by my sacrum. And like, I couldn't walk, I couldn't sit, I couldn't run. And I went to a chiropractor and again, I, you know, I was like 22. I was just kind of like, Oh, whatever, this is what I should do. And he didn't speak English very well, but he told the minute he adjusted my body, I started pouring sweat, um, like almost slid off the table, like so much sweat coming off my body. I immediately got a fever and he told me that what was going on in basically down by my sacrum would form like a, like a, um, what's the word? like a cyst, like it was a cyst, but it would pull out and then it would eventually like externally pop on its own, which sounds awful. Oh. Um, oh. So yeah, that actually happened. And I still wasn't fully grasping just the, I didn't understand how the body worked at that point, like how toxicity could get built up. And when he released that in my body, how the toxins were released into my bloodstream. And I, I was sick for like a week. Um, wow. And that has happened on multiple different occasions with different forms of healing and chiropractors. Um, but after that, I went to a, a colon hydrotherapist, which is really where my understanding of holistic medicine um, started to form and uh, in my early 20s. And she is still a very, very dear friend of mine over the almost 20 years that we've known each other. But um, just understanding um, how the body holds emotion. Um, mm-hmm. The first three times I went to her, nothing came out of my body. Um, my body was just holding and holding. And when she would start talking to me about what was going on in my life, my body would start releasing. Like I was actually mm-hmm. holding, yes, I was severely dehydrated, but my body was holding onto all of this from like the sadness and the things that I was going through. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, after that, just kind of kept 
doing my thing and being, I was in fitness and teaching yoga. And then I thought I should do what, you know, use your degree. You should do what you should do when you're 30. And so I uh, got a job in medical device sales and ran myself into the ground doing that for about seven years and kind of got really, really sick. And um, Mm. that went to all these specialists and they were like, there's, you know, there's nothing wrong. And I was like, I haven't eaten in a month, like, because I can't, like, this is the worst. There's something seriously wrong with me. Uh, and, and, and I'm not a hypochondriac. I have a high pain. Yeah. Pain yeah. Wrong. Yeah. And my friend was like, why don't you go see my mom? She's an herbalist. And I had no idea what an herbalist was, but I was like, I'll do anything. Like, and uh, it changed my life. She met with me for two hours went through every system in my body, my whole family history was mm-hmm. pinching me, prodding me. And she gave me two herbs to take, like I said in that post, but she told me, she goes, you basically need to calm down. She goes, this is happening because of your lifestyle, because you don't rest, you don't sleep, you don't sit because you go, go, go. This is, And I was like, oh no, no, that's how I operate. And she was like, no, you don't. This is no. your body telling you it's done operating that way right. um and so i actually ended up going to her herbalism school oh she, awesome. uh, school in charleston and um i went to um, both of her courses and uh just kind of progressed from there oh my gosh what is her name i'm gonna look her up um her name is um pat why am i drawing a blank she <laughs> because i put you on the spot i'm sorry <laughs> patricia harpel and she is actually not in Charleston anymore. Oh, okay. Um, Dang it. Leading, yeah, she had been leading those schools for um, like 15 Probably. years. And oh, yeah. she was heavily involved with like MUSC and things like that. Um, working with oh. them on um, different protocols coming off of prescription drugs and things like that. Just well, isn't that nice? One of the most amazing healers that I've ever met in my life. But, you know, it was a very well-rounded herbalism. I mean, we did Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, traditional European medicine. And then, you know, from there you, you pick what you want to branch off on, you know, if you want to, but it was a whole spectrum. Wow. Yeah. The stress thing is what I I, like, I cannot stress it enough, (laughs) stress it enough to to ever, to anyone, whether it's a client and I, I have had I've had several, well, one client who, I mean, you know, there's only so much that a coach can do if, if you can't, if you're not willing to change, like change the main things that are making you sick. And it's the same, she had a a job that was way too high stress and, you know, it's either you can take these biologics and not really get better or you you need to change your life, like drastically change life change and a lot of times get worse you know when your stress levels go up that high I know for me mine was you know taking prescription medication that is what led to my adrenal crash and all these Mm. digestive things that happened you know in my 30s but so many people you know trying to come off of hard pharmaceutical drugs whether it be low dose anti-anxiety or whatever um you know my mom is detoxing from years of being on anti-anxiety meds and what her body's going through is just crazy. Yeah. You know? My own body. And I don't feel like I have an addictive personality, but coming off of, 
what I was on. I mean, I couldn't function. It was crazy. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, even if you don't have an addictive personality, like your body is used to those man-made synthetic drugs coursing through your bloodstream, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's hard to, I guess you learn as you go through it, but it's almost like a lot of people need to be told that stress is actually causing it. Like, no, we actually need to treat your mind first over anything because Right. That is the underlying cause. And it's obviously very prevalent in our world today. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, our whole society is, I mean, it pushes, you know, hustling and, you know, if you're not, if you're not going full throttle, like giving it 110, then you're being lazy and you're not trying hard enough. And it's like, absolutely, this is not how we're meant to live, you know? Yep. And hopefully, I don't know. I mean, last year, I, if there are silver linings, I'm still trying to figure out what they are, but (laughs) no, there are some for sure. And I do think that some people have hopefully come to that conclusion, you know, that they were not living in alignment with, you know, what's natural. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, a lot of people that I've connected with, a lot of people I personally know, you know, the slowdown made them realize how hard they were going, you know, how much like, my God, like people with families with kids and stuff, like it was so nice for them. They're like, we we don't have this family time ever, Mm -hmm. you know, like the the two days off on a weekend, we're running around going to games and this and that. And they were like, it really made us realize how much work isn't worth it. Mm. You know, just peace of mind, peace of mind and quality time and the things that life are actually based around, like, I think it was definitely a silver lining of the lockdown, just the the getting quiet. Yeah. Just sit down at the table and eat dinner together. (laughs) Like, like some of the most basic things, you know, totally that people used to do. I mean, and now, yeah, it's hopefully it's gotten better for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, we just have the, the herbalist stuff, herbalism in general fascinates me. And I would love to, I, that's why I was asking what her name was, because it's kind of oh, cool. been something, I mean, I've learned a lot about herbs through my nutrition courses, but like just to dive into just herbs would be like really fascinating. I feel like, yeah, yeah. it, um, it is such a fascinating journey, just the, the study of plants. And, and I, um, I, we've, I've moved around a lot since that happened. You know, that was the catapult in me, like quitting my job, leaving my life, going traveling, moving to the islands. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, because of how much moving, like I haven't been able to really get into growing, you know, my own herbs or making medicine. I'm more of like a clinical herbalist in the fact that I know what people need and can help them getting it. But I would love to like get into the full aspect of it. Um, but it's just the, the language of plants and just the power in them and how they look like the things that they can treat just. Yeah. yeah, And then just, you know, like Ayurvedic principles and and Chinese medicine, how it's not just the physical, like how it truly is your mind, body, and soul. And it's like a holistic element of all of it to, to Mm -hmm. heal. Mm -hmm. Uh, that just, I don't know, just made me think of, I don't know if you had seen, um, the Wikipedia thing that they had locked 
they had locked certain pages that for editing. Did you see that about that? I just you know saw that basically anything like naturopath, chiropractor, yeah. anything like that was, they changed it. Yeah. And it's pseudoscience. Yeah. yeah. And it's ooh, so that, crazy. That day. It is insane. Um, yeah. And it's called pseudoscience and quackery and they're locked. Nobody can edit them. So that's the whole point of Wikipedia has been that people can go in and edit. Right. So the other day I was, I <laughs> randomly was like, I was searching something like something bizarre and, and so, and I use DuckDuckGo, I don't use Google, but anyways, Wikipedia did come up as an option. And then below it was Britannica, which I haven't used in forever. So I was like, I'm going to click on that. So I clicked on Britannica, used, you know, re like read what I was researching. And then I was like, I wonder what they have to say about alternative medicine on here. And so I went to it and it did not say any of that. It did say that, that, that some of, not all of the healing modalities are effective, but it said that may, that modern medicine doctors are now using alternative medicine in conjunction because of the efficacy of these alternative methods, yeah. you know, and because there is, and it literally said, because there is, there is data and there are studies, literally the opposite of what Wikipedia said. Wow. That is which, crazy. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I my mean, gosh. the just suppression of, of natural healing right now is like, it's really scary. unbelievable. And yeah. it, this is kind of crazy, like the, the way the things line up, but like right before I went to herbalism school, I stumbled upon um, Dr. Gerson. I don't know if you're yes, familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Him. And, you know, reading his, I watched the documentary and then reading the book, like is what really opened my eyes to how our government and mm -hmm. in the United States suppresses cures mm -hmm. and kicks them out of America. And it, I mean, the rage that filled me when I didn't even know that much yet was unbelievable. And it kind of, you know, working in Western medicine at the time, it's not like I was in pharmaceuticals, I was in device, but, um, but still, just the yeah. awareness of everything, the things that they do prescribe and don't prescribe. And um, yeah, the things that won't be valid, you know, in the last couple of years, I am um, I, I still work in a little bit of medical device. And so I was um, talking to a lot of my doctors about CBD and bringing that into their practice. Cause I work with some pain management doctors who have, I mean, why not? If you're yeah. not going to prescribe opioids, like, yeah. I mean, should, but why not right. have it as a modality? And like, just that, that mentality that institutionalized Western medicine has created that if there's not a double blind um, you know, whatever placebo, media, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. That, yeah. That, um, we, we can't even, and even offer it like and sometimes, even if there is some study on it because they can't make enough money off of it, you know what I mean? So <laughs> obviously, you know, <laughs> if I you mean, can't patent it, you know, I mean, even CB, even with like marijuana and CBD, I mean, pharmaceutical companies are trying to synthesize that rather than actually use the natural plant. They're trying to make a synthetic version of it. Like just because then they can patent it because they can't patent the natural just, one. Just like pharmaceuticals. Yeah. I mean, the base derivatives of pharmaceuticals are the constituents of the plant, but plants are made holistically so that 
they work with the systems in your body so that you don't have these massive side effects. When you take one constituent out of a plant and chemically mass produce it and put it in a pill and give it to a person, that's why we have all these side effects and everything mm. with pharmaceuticals because it's not the way nature is, you know, it's not the synergistic blend that nature was supposed to have. Um, but yeah, I think that the, I mean, obviously in the climate that we're in right now, that just the fact about the money and how much yeah. money it brings in and in this current crisis, it's, it's unbelievable. I, know. I mean, that's obviously how we connected, like on yeah. the thought process. I don't know if we're going to go into all that, but just, it's unbelievable to sit back and see it happening on such a grand scale right now and just wide out in the open. Just yeah, I know. Well, and some people I feel like are just not connecting the dots when they're like literally right in front of us. It's like yeah. not even that hard to like see what's happening, you know, like today. And I, I do want to get into it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I feel like I need, I need to talk more about this stuff. Like I, I, I see it all. I talk about with my spouse and like some other family and friends and stuff like that. But then, you know, you do feel kind of tiptoeing around it on social media oh, because yeah. you'll get canceled. You'll get censored, which I have been shadow banned before. And I've been open about that. Um, but today it just came out that, uh, from the American journal of medicine that they added hydroxychloroquine as, uh, a, um, treatment that it should be used as a treatment. Oh, wow. So for 10 months, they've been saying that you should never use it. It's awful. It's terrible, blah, blah, blah. And now they literally have, I mean, it's on the American journal of medicine, like, oh, my gosh you know what it's crazy i yeah. mean we've known that hydrochloroquine yeah. has been around for over 60 years yeah more than that i think 70 and i think 70 years yeah. yeah and it there were doctors coming out by the hundreds saying that they were using that in conjunction with vitamin d and zinc and whatever and some and other things, it, yeah. it was yeah. curing them of the virus just fine and those doctors were silenced and called quacks and ridiculed and shamed. And wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. I'm see if I can bring so it up like, right now. Knowing that there is a cure and, and keeping it from people. I it's mean, crazy. I think it's, I, I honestly think that it should be, I mean, these people should be tried for crimes against humanity. Like Absolutely. they were suppressing information. And if I were someone who did have a loved one who, died or had a really severe reaction, I would be freaking furious that, Absolutely. that they did not give me that. I mean, and I mean, it's obviously interesting, the timing after the election and, you know, yeah, I, I'm an independent, so I'm not saying anything about my political affiliation. Cause I don't have one, <laughs> but, yeah. um, it absolutely has been political. Like that is political. Absolutely. The fact that like these things have been coming out after the inauguration is like, come on, like, and now they're client. Now all these different people are like, Oh, we need to lift the lockdown. Oh, now you say that. Like, yeah. <laughs> the studies on the lockdown have been around for how long the PCR test. I know um, people have been, I mean, the screaming that creator of the PCR test before he died came out and said all of it. And again, taken off the internet and silenced within two days of the inauguration. They said that I know PCR. It was literally the day. It was the day. Oh, right. The WHO right. came out the actual day. It's <laughs> un 
unbelievable. I mean, I feel like they're just laughing at us now because it's so brazen to like to literally put it out the day. It was literally yeah. January 20th. Like okay. if they'd waited a few days, I could give them like maybe yeah. okay. <laughs> but it was literally the We're day. Research study on so many levels and yeah. just the psychological warfare that's going on right now. Like I just envision like all of us down here and all these people up there looking down at us just being like, oh, that's exactly what we said would happen. That's exactly what we planned for. Look at this taking place. Like that's honestly how I picture it. Like I know, it's me too. So ludicrous, just absolutely crazy. I watched this thing yesterday and I'll send it to you. Oh yeah. Dr. Lee Merritt, have you heard of her? Mm -mm. She is an orthopedic spine surgeon, but she was, um, you know, she's very renowned and decorated and all that. Like they were going through, he's like, I could spend 30 minutes going through her credentials, um, but he's like, I'm going to spend five. Um, <laughs> but she was trained um, in the US military. Her fellowship was done through the military, and she was actually part of the bio warfare teams. And this interview for however long it stays up, I think it's on an independent platform, so it might be um, safeguarded, but um, she basically was going, you know, went into depth about mRNA and what it is and how it should not even be called a vaccine. It's a biologic and it's experimental. It has failed that it has not passed because it has failed all animal trials, every level of animal trials from mice to cats and ferrets. And it's the same thing, uh, Robert F. Kennedy, if you listen to his talks, he, um, I forget which one, if he was talking about MMR, rubella or polio or which one, but you know, they were finding, and it's what they've found with mRNA too, that when another host came along a couple of years down the road, and you know, we know that SARS has, is gonna have other hosts, it, we've had right. it over the course of years, whatever, that the immune response in the body from those people who had that mRNA biologic put in them was so extreme that it actually killed the host. Oh, right. Yeah. That happened with the, the I know that's so already been shown into that, but she really goes into, um, bio warfare and, um, just the wow. weaponization of medicine and links, you know, I think it's, I'll send it to you. She's very matter of fact, she's talking very doctor, you know, it's very, yeah. it's very medical, not, going too deep political but just yeah. it kind of really was eye-opening yeah yeah <laughs> now that like we're right in it uh, I have I have family members who are being pressured to get it um and thankfully I guess I like well first off I don't see that many people <laughs> but my social circle also I don't know, because I'm younger and, you know, it's not like the people who I'm speaking of are old, the older generation. And so they think that you have to get it because you're older and you're more susceptible and all these kind of things. And so I guess I don't, I don't feel it as much, but it's, it's scary. And somebody had just posted the other day, which I had not thought about. And you had, you just hit it that, you know, it hasn't even actually been approved by the FDA. So technically, you know, how that works is, I mean, since 1986, you know, vaccine manufacturers are not liable for, for any damages, right? Any, any adverse effects. Um, and the government pays out, but that's only if it's approved. So like, you're not gonna, if this, if you take it and then something bad happens, which obviously we already know that those are happening because they're on the VARES or however you say it, VARS uh, website that 
I mean, you're not going to get anything, which I wouldn't expect you to either anyways, but yeah, it's not even approved. It's so crazy. It's completely crazy. experimental. And like, like you were saying, I think I did, I, I don't know if it's her. I did watch someone talking about it, about it being not, not being considered a vaccine. So the way vaccines work is, you know, is that it's putting in a little bit of the virus, right? So that then your body creates antibodies for it or, or whatnot, right? But this is not a vaccine because it it's not even doing that. It's literally changing the gene sequence, which like for a while that was like conspiracy theory that it changes your genes. But now they're like not even trying to hide that anymore. They're like, oh no, yeah. It, well, <laughs> somebody told somebody that I know that their, their doctor literally told them that... <laughs> Oh yeah, it changes your genes, but then it goes back. What? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and they believe it. And they believe that. I'm like, that is not how change that's not how it works. You change the DNA, it's changed. There's no yeah. going back from that. You know? Oh my gosh. And because of that, again, yeah, it's not even a vaccine. It's literally an experimental pharmaceutical. So I don't know. I mean. Yeah. I, don't I know think, where we are. you know, it's been, I'm kind of like you where my circles have been, um, you know, along the same lines, but moving back to Florida and being back and, you know, being around more um, older people and just people who think differently than we do. Mm -hmm. um, it is really scary to see just the psychology behind it, how the answer to everything, the answer to feeling safe again, the answer to the safety of our loved ones is getting this experimental vaccine. And yeah. it, um, I think it's scary how much emphasis is being put on that is the answer because no, no. it could snowball into a lot of different things, but it's, it's a false security for these people. Absolutely. And it's not like I'm going to walk around talking to people again. You know, I like how um, Robert F. Kennedy puts it like, I'm not anti-vax. I am non-vax you know, for me. Right. Right. Um, and I, I do educate people on the safety of it, but I'm not going to judge people for wanting yeah. to get one or, you know, whatever, right. but um, they need to be is, educated about it though. Yeah. But, yeah. And it's really scary to me that they're not, and that not. the people who are speaking out, trying to do that are getting silenced that the Bears site was down for construction for the yeah. last two days. Right. Um, you know, just, just things like that and telling people without having the evidence without having the studies telling yeah. pregnant women, Oh, it's okay to get this. And then today the world health organization came out and said, it's recommended that you don't. Well, how many millions already no. have been vaccinated no. because they said it was okay to go ahead and do that. Like, it's just scary. And then they feel, you know, like they're, I don't know, like when the vaccine came out, then yeah, there were these pregnant women taking pictures on Instagram so excited mm -hmm. that they got their vaccine and it's just like no and then they're yeah. yeah encouraging other people to um and that too is interesting the, i know the you know it, it makes me feel like um that the i voted whole thing because those stickers really only started what in the last the last election or the last two elections maybe yeah or three two or three yeah but it makes me feel like it was a lead up to this yeah like, why, you know like like touting that you got this so people can be like oh congratulations i'm getting mine too and creating that like thing like it's a really it's odd. creepy it is it's it super really creepy is. 
Yeah. And it turns me off. Like even again, if that is what you want to do, hopefully you've been educated and you know the risks and then, and you made that decision on your own and that's how it should be. Right. And, and then you got the vaccine. That's great. But the fact that you have to go out and post about it, that's just, I I mean, I guess just people are so used to over sharing anyways, maybe, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. You know, and it's interesting to even see how it's changed in the last year of everybody being glued to their computers and social media, how it's really changed that. Like it's even catapulted that I feel like. I know. And I, so I am doing my yoga teacher training right now. Oh, awesome. I'm in my, this weekend will be my fourth weekend. So it's going really great. Um, but we were talking about, I mean, just briefly, just social media. I mean, I am highly aware of, I mean, I think we all are. We're addicted to social media. You know, I'm addicted, I'm addicted to my phone. (sighs) I don't know what to do about that. (laughs) Um, But awareness is the first key, right? (laughs) That's the first step. Um, I definitely, yeah, that's a whole nother subject, but. (laughs) Yeah. But from a yogic standpoint, you know, the, the distraction and the robbing of the, the peace. And we don't even realize it's robbing us of peace because we're addicted to it. You mm-hmm. know, we're in it. We don't realize how much by being connected all the time, how disconnected we're becoming like with yes. ourselves. Um, I love like, I love when people do the challenges and, and my, one of my 200 hours is what really made me do this too, was just like, do not connect for the first hour to two hours of your day, you know, don't even have your phone there, do your reading, your journaling, your meditation, your prayer, whatever it may be. Um, And then it's so hard when you're doing it though, your automatic inclination is to pick up that phone when you're still in bed and start checking emails. And Mm -hmm. like, even if you talk to all profession, you know, really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Really successful people. They all say, do not check your email until nine o'clock AM. You Mm -hmm. do not check your for the first few hours of the day, but just having that like sacred time in the morning, you know, what that does and yeah. And and just like setting the whole day up just in a more positive way, you know, and I kind of teeter on going back and forth of that. I have my phone on, like it's on a, it's on silent until 9am. So like no calls unless they're, you know, emergency people or whatnot come through. But lately the last couple of weeks, I have found myself checking it anyways. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, stop that. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's been, you know, I, the last couple of weeks, I think like moving back and just being in the mayhem of moving, like really helped me to separate, yeah. but this, everything that's going on is fascinating. And I've know. been aware of my scarily fascinating. Yeah. I've been aware of my addiction to it, you know, every Same. day something else is coming out. It's like, there's no, there's not even a TV show that could compare to what's happening right now. And I was so in it, just the research was so fascinating and, you know, and it's along our lines of interest and health and everything. So, you know, the fascination just kept going and going. And I was just, but I realized I was like, you're out of control. Like this (laughs) is taking up so much of your day. Like my husband was like, seriously, like, do you know what you could be doing with that time? I was like, thank you for calling me out. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We need that. Okay. We need that every now and then. (laughs) Very good at that. (laughs) I'm the same way. I'm absolutely, it's like the drama. I mean, and 
and I'm not even a drum. I don't even, I'm not, I don't think of myself as someone who is into that kind of stuff, but it is, it's like every day is so like, yeah, you couldn't even make this stuff up of how fast it is, you know, like changing every day. It's like, okay, well now what's happening? Oh my gosh. They said that. (laughs) I know it's like, we're addicted to those like peaks of adrenaline, just like a drug addict. They're being addicted to being addicted to sugar or whatever it's like we are addicted to that like high in the in the frenzy yeah. you know because all the people in our holistic health community when something big comes out it's a frenzy everywhere you right. know and it, it's um but like our friend like what we're addicted to is is different when the what the people who are watching mainstream media are addicted to you know like it's like completely opposite yeah like they're addicted to the fear, <laughs> which I'm not Absolutely. afraid. I mean, I, although I am afraid of what the future holds, I mean, I guess I'm afraid of what the, of the stranglehold of big pharma and the government and like what, yeah. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with yeah. all the, I think um, like one of my biggest fears has been obviously if they mandate the vaccine and what that means for travel, travel's like one of my loves of my life, you know, along with so many people and I'm just like, it doesn't even, it's not even comprehensible to me that that could actually happen. Like it is literally not constitutional. It's not legal, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And um, a, another person reached, we started chatting on, on Instagram and she was like, you know, that's exactly how I was too. And I was kind of posting all this stuff about that. And she's like, and I really just like had to take a step back and be present and just realize like one, like God is in control Two, life's going to happen with or without mm-hmm. us being worried about it, what's going to happen is going to happen. So it's what we do in that space. And it really, it was such a, it was a good conversation because it kind of pulled me again, mm-hmm. not that I was afraid either, but right. it, there are these what ifs in our mind. And when you can see this crazy ball rolling of all that's going on, where it could go. Yeah. Nationally and medically, you know, it's yeah. like, God, the things that could happen. And I mean, it's, you know, the direction that it appears to go, it be going is, is kind of that. And that's what I, yeah, I mean, I don't, but at the same time, there's what, I mean, what we post on our Instagram, is that going to make a difference? I don't know. I know. I mean, I could go back and forth on that, but it's kind of like, we also are speaking to an echo chamber a little bit, you know? So like the people who, for the most part, I feel like the people who are, who are in your community and in your circle maybe already feel the same way. So I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I've had like a lot of people who I didn't really know even were on my page, like people that I personally know like since childhood and stuff who were like, I just want you to know that like, I really appreciate um, your perspective Mm. and your education. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like it means a lot to know that it's making a little difference, you know, and just again, from an educational standpoint, it's not like we're pointing fingers at people. Or- no, I just want people yeah. to know what's going on because if, yeah. if they're not going to see it from anywhere else, because they're going to sweep it under the rug, they might do like one story about it, but you know, they're going to stick with their main things. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, it's not like having a platform or a microphone or, you know, being yeah. on the news or anything like that, but it's, you know, the little things we can do in our everyday life is yeah. Well, we can do in all yeah. of life. Right. Well, and, and if more people feel that way, I mean, you know, we outnumber them. So <laughs> yeah. if we could just get more people to feel that way, then yes. yeah. yeah. Get more people to feel that 
people to wake up because it seems like we're going to need that to happen pretty we soon. We need it. Come on, people. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. better. Um, I want to talk about a passion of mine and a passion of yours as well, which is glyphosate. <laughs> oh, huge passion. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I um, do, I rep a company called Perium. And, um, they, that's actually how I learned about glyphosate. Um, mm. I was aware of gut issues and things right. like that, but the, the CEO of the company is a doctor of oriental medicine and clinical herbalist. And, um, he developed a product that can chelate glyphosate from the system. Like it has the tests and everything, but yeah. I was just like sitting in these meetings and I was like, what the heck is glyphosate? <laughs> and his super passionate about it, like literally wants to change the world. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I've been with the company for a long time now and helping people through detoxes and cleanses. And it is amazing when you can remove it from the body, what happens. Mm. And it, it's criminal. Again, it's another it's thing criminal. that's criminal. The fact that yeah. Monsanto is owned by a pharmaceutical company. I mean, I preach about that so much because it's, it's everything. I mean, what does that tell you? Our food supply and our medical supply are one and they are toxic. <laughs> so awful. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get into hearing about um, it? So I had gut problems and I think I just started learning about, you know, it breaking down the gut lining barrier and, and then just, you know, went down the rabbit hole of, I mean, I have to go down lots of rabbit holes. So that was one of my rabbit holes was glyphosate. And then just learning about how it's freaking everywhere. It's in the air, it's in the water. I mean, it's in ice and Antarctica. I mean, it's literally everywhere, you know? And I don't know, are you familiar with Dr. Zach Bush? Yes, but not very. Well, you would love him because he, I'll send you a really great podcast episode. Yeah, Um, with him and Rich Roll. And I mean, I think maybe that episode, well, it made me more passionate. I already knew about the extent of it. Well, partially the extent. And then I listened to that episode and I was just like, this is just, what? <laughs> you know, yeah. and just what it does to the body. And like, I mean, literally there are, we're being bombarded from every freaking angle, you know, like, so, and this is why, you know, you and I both advocate for a holistic uh, you know, mind, body, spirit, you know, approach to healing, because it's not just one thing. And like, it's, it's the food you eat, it's the thoughts that come in your mind, it's what you're looking at, what you're eating. I mean, the food you're eating. And I definitely, uh, lately I've been, or so we moved six months ago and I, we were eating out a lot at healthy places, (laughs) but most of them don't. I mean, this is the thing about like eating out is most places are not going to have organic, you know, like, and so, I have felt that I've, I've just been trying to reel that in <laughs> because yeah. I'm like, I was definitely consuming a lot of glyphosate and I don't feel mm-hmm. good about that. Um, but yeah, I guess just that, I mean, and just the, yeah, the Bayer and Monsanto and, and, you know, they literally have known that it causes cancer for decades. Like they knew that. I know. I mean, and they just, and, and it's still, and people are still using it to like, <laughs> It is so crazy. I mean, yeah. just, and, and using it ev- in even more abundance. They have labeled yeah. it a known carcinogen, labeled it as that. And it, it's on like something like 90 something percent of the crops in the United States. It's in everything. And 
it's I I do post a lot about it, but I'll post you know when um when Bayer acquired Monsanto, it um and Roundup that went along with it, you know their stock plummeted because they acquired all of their legal uh-huh. um, their legal fees and they were paying out billions 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 and they still yeah. are but yeah. it's legal but it's on all of our food it's why i mean little kids already have gut health issues oh, and no. skin problems and, they're born with them i mean yeah. you know yeah born with it because the mother has it yeah you know yeah it's i mean just, i've never i have a lot of friends who have little babies now and I can't, I, I literally think almost every single one of them, except for maybe like a few, just a couple, their kids have had stomach issues, you know, yeah. constantly mm-hmm. like uncomfortable crying, like gas. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just. And the prevalence of, um, like eczema uh-huh. and, yeah. um, what's the other one? Psoriasis. Psoriasis, all yeah. the skin issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people didn't have that when we were little kids, nope. you know, and, and all these allergies, like everybody oh has gosh. a peanut allergy. I mean, I didn't know a single person at my school. Like I went to a small school, but like, I don't think there was anybody who had one, you know? Yeah. 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 I, this is really interesting. Um, when I, in my early twenties, um, before my bout of, um, colon hydrotherapy and it was very, I remember when I was little, each thing, it was like, as things went on, i I'm allergic. I was allergic to DEET. I like broke out in a rash. I became, uh, I had very bad hay fever. I was allergic to cats. I was allergic to horses. Um, and I, in my twenties, I started, I ate a peach in college and my whole mouth swelled up. My throat swelled up. Everything swelled up. And they said, they ended up saying I had mono and my body's response to mono was having these allergic reactions to everything. I had like a rash all over my body. Interestingly. And so whenever afterwards I would eat, um, an apple that hadn't been washed, that wasn't organic peaches, olives, anything like that, my throat would swell up. Um, and, uh, interestingly enough, when I started going to the colon hydrotherapist and I, I went three days a week for about four months. That's how like messed up my stomach was. And the things that came out of me, I can't even color that came out of my body. Like when my gallbladder released, it was fluorescent teal, like nothing you've ever seen in your life. And that was in my body. But the crazy thing is my allergies stopped. I am allergic to nothing today. Nothing. Yeah. And it, you know, I didn't even realize it until like a couple of years later, like, you know, being around cats, I was like, holy cow, I'm not allergic to cats and I can eat stone fruits again. And, you know, obviously my body still doesn't love pesticides. Like, <laughs> well, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, yay, I'm free. I can eat all the pesticides. Yeah. <laughs> it really, um, from a personal standpoint, taught me the importance of cleaning the gut and what it has to do with our allergies. All these people kids, adults that have allergies to everything, it is because we're inundated with toxins. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's just, like I said, it's everywhere. And, and even I did an episode on water one time. I mean, even our water, I mean, you think that, oh, we're in America, we have great water. No, we don't like <laughs> it's contaminated with glyphosate and all kinds of other toxins. I yeah. mean, cause it runs off into our water. I mean, yeah. And you can't get it out. That's the thing. Um, God, you're just going to love the Sag Bush episode. Um, 
wait. Yeah, because like he says that it would take 50, we, if we stopped today, complete everywhere in the whole world stopped using glyphosate, it would take 50 years for it to work its way out of the environment. Jeez, because it's like a part of our groundwater. Like yeah. it's just so in everything. And it's it's water soluble, so it's in everything, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. so scary. It's so, so scary. scary. I don't, yeah, that's just organic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and who knew? Like until you learn about this stuff, you don't know. You know, yeah. you think you're eating fruits and vegetables and being healthy or looking at, you know, the branding nowadays, my gosh, you think that everything is healthy the way that they brand it, you know, <laughs> but to the, the lay person that doesn't research all this stuff all the time, like we yeah. do, they think they're doing a great job and they don't understand why they're still bloated yeah. and sick and their kids have this and that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't, you don't know till you know. I know. I have a friend who's from Italy and he, he would like show, well, he had some health problems and he would show me what he was, I was like, well, what are you eating? And he'd show me and I was like, oh man, dude, no. Like, <laughs> because he has in his mind that it's the same quality as Italy. This is not the same quality as Italy. Like, Absolutely. sadly, we don't have, we're, nobody's here protecting you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like spinach and stuff like that. And I'm like, that is sprayed with, that is just covered in glyphosate. You have to get that organic always. Like there are certain things, as you know, that you yeah. should always get organic, like berries, spinach, any leafy green, basically. Right. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. My, uh, my herbalism teacher, I distinctly remember this part of school, but she was saying that people with actual celiac disease can go to Europe and eat pasta and be absolutely pasta and bread and be absolutely fine. And it's because the majority of celiac cases, you're not allergic to wheat, you're intolerant to wheat, you are intolerant to the chemicals that are on our wheat. Because when you go over there and you're eating this amazing, you know, homegrown, not pesticide sprayed products, their bodies were fine. And it really was just like, wow, like shows how messed up our food is in America. So messed up. Giant conglomerate it is and when you start thinking about the food and the pharmaceutical industry being connected and all together it's really scary and the government i mean they're all it's this vicious yeah and the government i mean they're all in bed together and they're all making a lot of money but they don't care about us (laughs) you know yeah yeah i know people who have gone over there that didn't necessarily have celiac but they had definitely sensitive to wheat yeah. And then they go over there and they're fine. And that's why I always say, I mean, like I'm gluten-free, but I'm really glyphosate free. <laughs> like yeah. I just don't eat wheat because freaking glyphosate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And Absolutely. if I do uh, have, I actually had, I bought some organic, what is it? Bob's, Bob's bread or something big. I forgot. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. what it's called? I don't know. I bought some for my husband. Um, although I think he needs to stop stop eating wheat. I do. I do. <laughs> I told him the other night, cause I mean, not to, to tell his business, but he's been having some issues and I'm like, well, you know what you need to do. And he's like, I know, but I don't want to do it. And I'm like, well, I can't help you. <laughs> like, if you're not going to do it. But anyways, I bought him some of that bread and it is organic. And occasionally I, I had a piece for lunch today and I'm like, it's, it's organic. Like, I mean, I'm not, I still am not going to eat probably a lot of it. I just don't, I don't know. It's just not yeah. a thing. When it's the um, good stuff in moderation, yeah. you know, just see yeah. how the body does and, and respond, you know, but it is, you know, anything like that, you know, gluten, the 
front of it is glue because that's what it does in your digestive tract, you know? Yes. Right. Oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm Just second guessing that piece of organic bread I had. <laughs> I'm sure the white piece is okay. <laughs> I, I really like, I really prefer, I mean, it's good, but I prefer, there's a, there's a brand that I get this local here, um, or it's made in North Carolina. It's called like Simple Needs or something. And it's made with like millet and like all of these, and like, oh, just all these great. I know it's so good. And they have a sourdough that I love. There's a woman in Hilton Head, um, Kim Tavino. She and I were personal trainers together for years, years, years. And she actually has a sprouted uh, bread company. Your family might know um, what it is. Yeah. When When you were in Hilton Head, did you go to, was Delicio there? Was that open? Uh, it was not when I lived there, but I go there a lot. I, I, <laughs> I love Delicio. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. good. Okay. Well, this has been so much fun. Um, what, like, what do you have on the horizon right now? What, what's going on? You know, any new news? Uh, or? Yeah. So I'm actually doing another 200 hour training as well. Um, I start February 7th mm. and I'm super excited about it because I've just been very vinyasa trained um, and this is a specific um, it's called Raja yoga and it's kind of yin like um, it's very much Ooh. based around um, the fascia and yes. very scientific methodology that yeah. place I go to kind of developed it based off of like Iyengar and stuff but um, oh, yeah. so yeah, that, and then I'm actually working on a course um, a holistic healing course that involves um, yoga and really um, healing on a spiritual, emotional level along with the physical. Um, so awesome. it's building that out slowly but surely. Like I said, we've had a lot going on with moving and stuff. So we're finally settled and I'm excited to kind of get working on that. Yeah. I know how the moving thing goes. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, well, I will put all of your information in the show notes, obviously. And thank you, you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. Yeah, it's been so awesome to connect with you and meet you and see you in person. Yeah, it's been great. Okie doke, peace and plants. Thank you. Peace and plants, I love it. Oh gosh, wasn't that a great episode? We touched on a lot of topics and I'm going to put in the show notes some links to some of the articles that we spoke about. I'm also going to include... The company that Tracy works with, Purium, and one of their products that I have been taking for about a week now with really great results. It is their Biome Medic, which helps bind and remove the glyphosate from our bodies because we are all bombarded with it. Even when we try to eat organic, it is still in the water. Um, and of course, it's in our food when we go out to eat, like I said in the episode. Um, but I will keep y'all updated on how that goes uh, on my Instagram. So be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Refined Hippie. And of course, my website, therefinedhippie.com. Sign up for my newsletter. I am going to be sending out some new recipes coming out soon, as well as my plant-based gut guide. As always, thank you so much for listening. I am so appreciative of each and every one of you who listens to my podcast and who shares it. Thank you for having an open mind and an open heart.
because we know that that is what the world needs most of. And you are absolutely a beautiful soul. So until next time, my lovely friends, peace and plants. Bye.